Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can be seated. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Well, this is Pentecost Sunday on the calendar. How good is that? Amen. Isn't it great to be in the gathering? Yeah. Hallelujah. So, Father, we just invite spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you, Father. We ask you to flood the eyes of our understanding with light that we come to know in a greater way the hope that you've called us to, Father. Oh, hallelujah. I believe that he just wants to reveal Christ within us, the hope of glory. Do you know the hope of, of, of realising the glory, the hope of, of experiencing the glory of God is the mystery revealed that Christ is on the inside of us and he is the hope of glory. Amen? Christ. Hallelujah. Won't you turn to someone and say, Christ within you, the hope of glory. Amen. Or maybe turn around. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. He is the hope of glory. Amen. He is our hope of glory. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Thank you, Father. You know, I'm so grateful that, that we can expect change. We can expect to, to, to know him in a greater way because we're here today. You know, he said that when we look into the mirror of his word, that we, we grow from one degree of glory to another, that, we, that we, we, we become transformed. There's a transformation taking place this morning in our lives. We've got to come with expectancy because as Sandra was saying, two or three, when we're gathered in his name, he says, surely... Surely, he says, I mean it, I'm sure. Be sure about the fact that he is in our midst. Now, when God's in our midst, something has to give. Something has to change. Amen? You only got to read your Bible to see that. Amen? Something changes with God in our midst. Amen? And hallelujah, he doesn't, he's not the one that needs to change. We are. Is that okay? We, we get more like him. We become more like him. Why? Because we're looking into the mirror. We begin to understand who He is in a greater way. And when we understand who He is, we begin to understand who we are in a greater way. Because we're looking into this mirror. Amen. It's ref and there's a reflection there. Glory to God. Isn't that exciting? Yeah. Praise God. You know, look, I, I never don't come to the Word. I know you don't as a family. We, we never come into the Word looking at it as just words. It's life changing. It's spirit and it's life. Amen. Jesus said that. He said, my word is spirit and it's life. And it actually comes to impart life, his life into us. Amen. And to reveal the life of God that's living on the inside of us. Oh, glory to God. That'll do it right there. Hallelujah. Amen. Because we can be looking for him and he says, here I, I am. I am. I am. I am in the midst. Amen. I'm living on the inside of you. And this word is living. It's a living word. Hallelujah. You know, Jesus was the word become flesh. The scripture says, John 1 says, Jesus was the word become flesh and he lived and he dwelt among us. And John said, we beheld his glory. We saw his glory, the glory of the only begotten son, full of grace and full of truth. Bless the Lord. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Woo. This word is full of grace and it's full of truth. Amen. It is the word. It's the word of God. He is the word. Amen. And, and you know, uh, <laughs> he promised the disciples, he says, when I go, there's another one coming that's going to be just like me. 
And he's going to come and he's going to live on the inside of you. The living word, is just like me, is going to come and live on the inside of you. That you'll no longer be, be searching out there for the truth, but you're going to look internally because he is on the inside of you by his spirit. And he knows all things. And he's coming to teach you all things. Amen. He's coming to lead you into experiences of the truth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now that is sort of my message, but not really. (laughs) Glory to God. But you know, we need to prepare our hearts for the Word of God. We need to be prepared. this, This is His Word. It's alive. Amen. It's alive. And it's the life bearer. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You know, when we come together like this, God never leaves us as, we, as He finds us. The sent one. He never leaves us as He finds us, as He finds us. Amen. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father. Oh, hallelujah. Why don't you just pause and think just about that one for just a minute? He never leaves you in the same way or state that He finds you in. Glory to God, because there's always a a greater uh, uh, depth. There's always a a, a greater glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, you're changing even right now. You might not be feeling anything, but you're changing even right now. According to the word of the Lord, you're changing right now. Hallelujah. Amen. Turn to someone and say, you better believe it. You better believe it. Glory to God. You better believe it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Whoa. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. Someone say, I'm not going home. The same. I refuse to go home. The same. Because he has a plan for this meeting. The Holy Spirit leads us into your plan. Lead us into an experience of your truth, releasing us into freedoms that we have not experienced yet. Thank you, God. Why don't you turn with me to uh, to John 16. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. You know, if there's anything happening on the inside of you right now, it's a good time to give him glory. Amen. Hey, it's a really good time to give him glory. You know, that's the sort of worship he's looking for. He's looking for those that worship him in spirit and in truth. And when there's a witness on the inside of you and there's something happening there, you know, it's a good time to give him a shout. Amen. Oh, it's a good time to give him a shout. Amen. Because it's a, it's a, it's a sound of agreement. Yeah. And it's the sound of agreement that he's waiting for. 
I said, it's the sound of agreement that He's waiting for and it's perfect praise. It's perfect worship. It's, it's, it's worship that comes, it's in spirit. It's in the spirit, it's in your spirit and it's truth. Meeting together and coming into agreement that if you would just say, yes, hallelujah. If you would just give that shout, hallelujah, you enable Him to do something, to shift something, to conceive that word in your heart that you would bring it forth with praise. Come on. Come on. Sure. Come on. You give the Holy Spirit permission to land in your life when you bring a, when that agreement is 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 bearing witness on the inside of your spirit. You are tracking with him. I said you are tracking with him because you're in agreement with him. Hallelujah. 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 Whoosh. John 16, verse 5. Jesus is speaking about his exit. Hallelujah. <laughs> He said, but now I am going to him who sent me. There's going to be a reunion. I said, there's a reunion about to happen. Oh, come on, hear what I'm saying there right now. There's a reunion about to happen. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Whoa. That was a biggie. But now I'm going to him who sent me. Yet none of you asked me, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your hearts, taken complete possession of them. However, I am telling you nothing but the truth when I say it is profitable, good, expedient, advantageous for you that I go away because if I do not go away, the comforter, the counsellor, the helper, the advocate, the intercessor, the strengthener, the standby will not come to you in close fellowship with you. But if I go away, I will send him to you to be in close fellowship with you. Glory to God. The Holy Spirit. He said, it is advantageous that I go. It is to your advantage that I go. It is to your advantage that I go because if I don't go, he can't come. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Verse uh, John 14, now let's go there. Verse 16, and I will ask the Father and he will give you another comforter. Counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, and standby, that he may remain with you forever. Glory to God. Forever. The spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, welcome, take to its heart, because it does not see him or know him or recognize him, but you know and recognize him. For he lives with you constantly. That'd have to bring you some comfort. He lives with you constantly. He is actually the believer's advantage. He said, I am, it is advantageous to you that I go. Because otherwise he can't come. Amen.
And He is with you constantly and will be in you. Someone put their hand on their belly. Say, He's in me. Amen. Someone's looking for Him. Look down. Look down. Look in here. That's where He is. Bless the Lord. I will not leave you as orphans, comfortless, desolate, bereaved, forlorn, helpless. I will come back to you just a little while now and the world will not see me anymore. But you will see me because I live. You will live also. Hallelujah. Does he sound worth waiting for? I said, does he sound worth waiting for? Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I read on. <sighs> Hallelujah. Acts 1, verse 4. And while being in their company and eating with him, okay, he commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait. Someone say, wait. Wait for what the Father had promised, of which he said, You have heard me speak, but you shall receive. Power, someone say power, ability, efficiency, and might. <laughs> when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends, the very bounds of the earth. And when they had entered the city, they mounted the stairs to the upper room where they were indefinitely staying. Come on, there's some keys coming out here. You see, the word was and it is and it is to come. It's always relevant in every season of our lives. Amen? I was saying, well, they waited for us and we received him. Just hang on a sec. The waiting is relevant in every season of our lives to receive power, efficiency and might. Hallelujah. Amen? Hallelujah. To actually lean into what's on the inside or not what, who is on the inside of us. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Where they were staying indefinitely. Then he goes on and he names them. And then he goes on to say, All of these with their minds in full agreement, devoted themselves steadfastly to prayer, waiting together. Someone say, waiting together. With the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers now on one... Now, on one of those days, Peter arose amongst the brethren, the whole number of whom gathered together was about 120 people. 120 people stayed indefinitely until they received who they were waiting for. 120 people, it always does something to my head. It just does something to my head. When I think of the multitudes that were healed and delivered and set free and ministered to by Jesus, and there was 120 waiting in the upper room for the promise of the one that was just like him, another, Alos, another who is just like me. Glory to God. Hallelujah. They stayed indefinitely. They made a decision they were going to stay until they received. They were going to wait until they experienced the promise of the Spirit. Amen? Hallelujah. 
Acts chapter 1. All these with their minds in full agreement, they devoted themselves. They devoted themselves steadfastly to prayer, waiting together. Waiting together. They were together. They were with their company of believers. I said they were with their company of believers waiting together. Amen. I praise God for live stream. It's been wonderful helping people, helping keep us together during this time. But man, when we can get together, we need to get together. Amen. We need to come together. Amen. But they were there together with their company of believers. They had their time of devotion together. Can you see the strategy of the enemy trying to fracture and divide the body of Christ and do something and separate them from the gathering? Can you see the strategy? Because something powerful happens when we're together. We're of one mind. We're of one accord. We're of one purpose. We're here waiting. He wants to disrupt the gathering. Hallelujah. But hallelujah, why? Because God's got a greater plan. Amen. You know why he wants to disrupt the gathering? Because he doesn't want the church to catch the fire. Actually, he doesn't want the church to come on and get on fire. Amen. He, he doesn't want the church on fire. And what happens when you come together, something happens. Amen. We call out for the fire of God. Amen. We want the fire. But the kindling needs to get together so that he can breathe on them and, and he's got something to burn. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. He is actually concerned that we will give him something to burn. By putting something we value more than his presence on the altar of sacrifice where he will help you by burning and setting you free. That's what he wants to do. Amen. There's some things that he wants to do. There's things that he wants to sieve. There's things that he wants to shift out of our life. Amen. So that he can begin to be who he wants to be in our life. This will come together in a little bit more in a minute. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everything was on the line. They were actually in one accord. They were in one place. Thank you, Father. It's amazing how God gets so much more done with few sometimes than he does with many. Is that right? Thank you, Father. You see, I think some of these people that weren't there, which there would have been multitudes of them, did not pass the test of actually spending time and waiting on the Lord. There were other things that took their time. There were things that were taking up their time that were taking the place of waiting on the Lord. There's always things that will come to take up our time and separate us from waiting on the Lord. But he says that's a place of power. That's where you receive my empowerment. That's where you hear what I want to speak to you. That's where you receive times of refreshing come from the presence of the Lord. You know, if there's one thing that God wants us free from and that in this hour, in particular, in this season, is the distractions of the world. Amen. Because there's so much out. We are, we, we are becoming so time poor. But God says, hey, I actually want your time. I actually want your time. I need your time. Amen. Someone say he's got my time. 
Hallelujah. He needs our time. Acts 4, 1, wait. They were waiting because he hadn't come yet. So we, so we so often hear a cry for revival, for God to set the heart of the church on fire. You know, I've heard people say, well, when the church comes on fire, when the church gets on fire, when God brings revival, people will flood into the churches, right? But he needs something to burn. He needs something to burn. He needs some kindling to burn. We need kindling for a fire. While we were worshipping there, and I hope I can catch up to where I was going to go, but while I was worshipping there, I was seeing kindling. I looked, I saw a fire and I saw kindling. I thought, wow, you know, like even I know that a fire doesn't go anywhere until there's kindling first. And when the kindling sets a light, then they put the logs on. And I've seen people, you know, I've seen Tim do it out there. You know, like he gets all these little bits of little twigs and stuff like that. And you think, what the heck is that? What difference is that going to make? That tiny little, you know, there's not, we're not going to get much warmth from that. A great fire is not going to come. That's where it starts. It starts with the little sticks coming together. Amen. Amen. And, little, and he starts to breathe on them, breathe on them. Then add another log. Add another log on the fire. He starts log, putting the logs on and things begin to burn. But he needs some of your kindling. He needs some kindling. I said he needs some kindling. What am I talking about? Kindling going right ahead of myself here. Never mind the cares of this world. There's a little bit of kindling. The lust for other things. There's a little bit of kindling there. The deceitfulness of riches, another little bit of kindling there. Come on. He needs some kindling. He needs something to breathe on. Who wants revival? Well, let's bring him some kindling. Let's bring him something to burn. This is a very favourable message I'm giving out here right now. This is awesome because he gives us the grace to bring it. Hallelujah. I won't get too far ahead. We say when God brings revival, people will come running to the altar. For God to bring the fire, we need something to burn on the altar of sacrifice. He needs something to burn. Those in the upper room were there for the duration. And there was 120. They gave him something to burn. They gave him something that is so valuable to us today. They gave him time. They gave him their time. Hallelujah. You know, when you give something valuable for something that you value more, you actually learn to steward what you value in a much greater way. Because you've paid something for it. Yeah? You've invested. You've invested into it. He knows our frame. It's not about paying for it. It's actually he knows our frame. He, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. He knows our frame. He knows that we will value what we invest in. No investment, no value. But when we invest our time, which is one of the most precious commodities that we have, then he knows we're going to value what he's bringing and we're going to steward it 
in a way that brings glory to him. Yeah. In a way that he can bring increase. That the logs are never removed. The logs just keep on going on the fire. They just keep on going on the fire. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And the logs keep the fire burning. Thank you, Father. I remember speaking to Roy one day. She was talking about revival out in the outback. And, and, um, and uh, there was, uh, I hope I don't get the story. I just want to get the facts right. And, uh, little things that I want to pull out. And the, the, they were saying that she, she actually asked when she didn't, she went to the outback not long ago. And uh, where did the fire go? Like what happened to the fire? What happened to the revival? They said they removed too many of the logs. They sent the logs out. Someone's got to keep the fire burning on the altar of sacrifice. Amen. They sent them out, and so it, it just, the, the fire just burnt out. Hey, he's calling for something valuable. Yeah. Valuable to us. Acts 1.4, I'm going to read it again. And while being in their company and eating with them, he commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for the, what the Father had promised of what he said, you have heard me speak. Wait on the promise. He is worth waiting for. Thank you, Father. He promises in Acts 1.8 that you will, you will receive ability, efficiency and might. Acts 1 verse 8, the Passion Translation. But I promise you this, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and you will be seized with power. You will be seized with power. This is a promise that Jesus is making. He said you will be seized with power. You see, he wants us seized with power because we're doing too much in our own strength, church. We're trying to get too much done in our own strength. Is this all right? Was this preaching all right? We're trying to, he wants us seized with power and ability. Amen. You don't have to go out there in the marketplace and look for a job and, and try hard to convince someone to have you seized with power and the anointing. The favor just comes upon you because you're full of power, you're full of the anointing. Amen. Turn someone and say, that's worth waiting for. He says, I want, to, I want to fill you with this favour. This is a day where free favour from God profusely abounds. He wants you seized with power. He wants your words to make a difference. When you speak to your children, when you speak the Word of God over them, He wants the power of God coming on them and shifting them just like that without you having to talk them into or, or take them to a psychologist. I love psychologists. Bless the psychologist. But this is what He wants. He wants you to be able to see, see in the Spirit, see what they're walking in tomorrow and say, no, you're not going to that party. I know what's going to happen there and you're staying home, Charlie. <laughs> because I've seen what's going to happen there. I said, I've seen because the door of seeing and knowing has opened me because I'm seized with power. I'm waiting upon the Lord and I'm hearing what He has to say. Come on. Whoa. You know, we can save time by stop wasting time on the stuff that, you know, the stuff like the deceitfulness of riches, what one would think makes me rich. 
the richest place your kids can be is in the house of God. I don't care if they've got to go to sleep under the chair. Someone needed to hear that. Come on. Oh. Sometimes the Lord often doesn't tell me what I'm going to say because he knows that if he told me what I was going to say, I may not come to church today. you Jesus it's true it's true what happens when we wait on the Lord he says that we we receive ability efficiency and might but but see I love this you can land right here Acts 1 verse 8 passion church but I promise you this he said but I promise you this see this is Jesus promising us something this is Jesus. You know, young people, teenagers and that, here in this meeting, this is amazing. This is setting you up to live a powerful life with the ability of God. Amen? I promise you. I promise you this. I promise you. Turn to someone and say, He's promised us this. The Holy Spirit will come upon you and you'll be seized with, with power. This is a promise. I want to go to Acts 2 now, verse 1. And when the, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, when they were all assembled together in one place, hey, they were in one place, when suddenly there came a sound from heaven like a rushing of a violent tempest blast, and it filled the whole house in which they were sitting, and there appeared to them tongues resembling fire, which were separated and distributed, and which settled on each one of them. And they were filled, someone say filled, diffused throughout their souls with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in different foreign languages, tongues, as the Spirit kept giving them clear and loud expression in each tongue in appropriate words. Man even gave them a language. He gave them languages. He gave us the gift of tongues that we could even speak forth the mysteries of God and, and live in a place where they come to pass and we didn't even know we asked for them. That's where you end up in that place where you, ex you receive exceedingly abundantly above and beyond anything you could possibly ask for. Why? Because he gave you the ability to, to allow him to ask for them through you and bypassing your inability to believe. Ah, ha, ha. Ah, ha, ha. You know, when I was praying in the Holy Spirit the other day and, and um, I got, um, this is really upsets the media, I'm sorry guys. But um, I started, I was praying in the Holy Spirit and I got um, ooh, Romans 8, 26 through to 27 through to 28 through to 29. Whereas he said, let me pray out the plan. Let me pray out the plan. Let me pray out the plan. You see, you can't think big enough. You can't think big enough for what I'm about to do. Let me pray this plan out. Let me get on this. You know, let, let me. And you know what I saw? I saw 
this door. Oh, I wished it went the other way, but it doesn't. But I, I saw a figure standing at the door and just like a gentleman, which he is, you see, we've got to want to wait on him. We've got to obey. We've got to come. We've got to be, allow him to woo us into the place that he wants us to be. But he goes, he goes, oh, I know this might seem real simple, but it was profound. It just like hit. He said, allow me. And like a gentleman, he opened the door. Allow me. It was with such ease. Allow me. Just pray in the Holy Spirit and I'll just, hey, just allow me. Come on. Did that make sense? Oh, allow him. Allow him. to always be on the bottom there. Uh, I need a tissue. Tissue. Thank you. See, we make it so hard for ourselves. His yoke is easy. His burden is light, you know. But he said he's after your time. (laughs) This is how the church began. In power. In the power of the Holy Spirit. They were seized with power. They dropped everything and they waited on him. Oh, it was different then. Oh, really? Oh, really? I tell you, the enemy wants to fill your calendar. Yeah? Isaiah 55. Let's go to verse Isaiah 55, Amplified, verse 1. He says, wait and listen. So you see, there's a waiting now. He says, wait and listen. Everyone who is thirsty. Everyone who is thirsty. Do you know the more you drink, the more thirsty you get? Have you noticed that? Yeah? It's really funny that, isn't it? People say you should drink more water. I could go, you know, I go so long without drinking water. Hang on. But when I keep drinking, I keep getting thirstier. Does anyone else do that? Like, start drinking, just get into it. I'm thirstier. (laughs) Hallelujah. Wait and listen, everyone who is thirsty. Come to the waters, and he who has no money, come. I don't have any money. Come. You're qualified. Buy and eat. Yes, come. Buy priceless spiritual wine and milk without money and without price. Simply for the self-surrender that accepts the blessing. You see, it takes self-surrender. I do it myself. I do it myself. I remember my kids, one of my kids, I can't remember which one now, but they always wanted to tie their own shoelaces. I got so overweighting for them to finish. 
so over waiting for them to finally decide that they needed my help. Amen. And it's it, they needed to know that they needed my help. But they would sit there and keep on trying and trying and trying until finally they gave up and said, will you help me? Yeah. Someone say, will you help me? You see, we need to position ourselves for the help. I said, we need to position ourselves for the help to be helped. Amen. Hallelujah. Simply for the self-surrender that accepts the blessing. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread and your earnings for what does not satisfy? Have you noticed that? Your earnings for what does not satisfy. Yeah? Hearken diligently to me and eat what is good and let your soul delight itself in fatness, the profuseness of spiritual joy. Incline your ears, submit and consent to the divine will and come to me. What's the divine will? He's to come to me. Come to me. And your soul will revive. Revive. Yeah? And your soul will revive. Bless the Lord. Thank you, Father. Hearken diligently to me and eat what is good. And let your soul delight itself in the fatness and profuseness of spiritual joy. Incline your ears, submit and consent to the divine will and come to me here. And your soul will revive and I will make an everlasting covenant or league with you. Even sure mercy, kindness, goodwill and compassion. That kindness and goodwill and compassion that was promised to David. Hallelujah. You can turn to James 4, if you turn to James 4 with me. Hallelujah. Or do you suppose that the scripture is speaking to no purpose? It says the spirit whom he has caused to dwell in us yearns over us. He is yearning over us and he yearns for the spirit to be welcomed with a jealous love. Do you know God is jealous over your time. He's jealous over your affection. You know the beautiful part about this is part of the character of, of God, the character of the Holy Spirit is, is, is that he is the helper. And what he does is he comes alongside us to help us. He will show us what we need to forsake. He will show us what we need to forsake for his sake, for our sake. Yeah? You see, God never, never takes away. He always gives. He, he doesn't want to take away anything, but he gives something greater. He takes away, he helps you take Give up the less so that you can receive the greater. But there's a transaction that takes place. 
Someone says, I don't want to give this up. But what he's doing is there's a transaction. As there's a yielding, the giving, they meet one another. And the greater supersedes the lesser. And you find yourself standing in a place where the things that you were holding on to, you found were totally insignificant. Totally insignificant. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And he gives us the grace. Yeah? He's so loving. He never compels. The only thing that compels him is love. He doesn't fill us full of fear. He leads with love. He leads with peace. He says it's okay. Yeah, you don't need that as much as you think it. you need it. Actually, your kids don't need that as much as you think they need it. Amen? Amen? Well, it just keeps them quiet for a while. You know, it can be filling them with something that they don't need to be filled with while they're keeping them quiet. Ooh. Well, it's a good babysitter. Well, hang on just a second, church. They might be quiet for a while, but they might be taken on stuff that you don't want them to walk with for the rest of their life. That you don't want them filled with. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We're waiting for revival and he's waiting for us to turn from all these things that are distracting us and give him something to burn. Amen. When you hear him distract you, give him your attention. Yeah? Give him your attention because the amount of attention and study you give to what you hear with the amount of power, virtue, power, and experiential knowledge, it'll be added back to you. And he'll give you more. Glory to God. What are the distractions? Mark 4 verse 19, the cares, the anxieties of the world, the distractions of the age, and the pleasure and delight of false glamour and deceitfulness of riches. And the craving and passionate desire for other things creep in and choke and suffocate the word and it becomes fruitless. Our lives can become fruitless because we're sowing them into areas that are just not bearing the fruit that we want to see happen. What do we want to see? We want to experience revival. We want our hearts revived. The greatest blessing any believer can possibly have is to live a life that's passionate, and purposeful. Amen. You, you want an adventure? Try healing the sick and raising the dead. Amen. Amen. Joel 2. I'm going to finish up in a minute. Joel 2 verse 12. It says, therefore, I guess I'm wrapping up here. 
with my message this morning. So what's all this about? Therefore, now, says the Lord, turn and keep on coming to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping and with mourning until every hindrance is removed and broken fellowship restored. Rend your hearts and not your garments. See, it's not what what you look like right now. You you can be sitting there right now and have no expression whatsoever. I have learnt over the years that it's not about what you look like. It's not about what's happening externally here that proves that you're receiving this word. It doesn't prove that you're celebrating any more or less than anybody else. He says, rend your heart, not your garment. I'm not interested in the outward appearance. I'm actually interested in what's going on in your heart right now. And whether the words that I'm saying are having an impression on your heart to the degree where you won't just be motivated, but you'll actually move into what I have for you because that's his heart's desire. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You doing okay with that one? Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. He's looking for us to actually enjoy the fellowship of the one who really loves us and whom we really love. Hallelujah. So allow the Holy Spirit to gently point out what he wants you to, your stick doesn't matter how wonderful you are here this morning, and I think you're wonderful and so does he. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. But everyone's got at least a twig that they could put on the altar of sacrifice and give him something to burn. Amen? Give him something to burn. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why don't you turn to someone and be really, really honest and say, I've got something to burn. But do you know what? You're only... (sighs) The greater thing will replace it. The lesser will give way to the greater. And he is the helper. He'll help you do it. He just wants a willing heart. He just wants a willingness. Say, God, take this to burn. I need to move something out of the way here. You know, if I'm not getting a result here, something has to burn. Can I, can I say that? If you're not getting a result, something has to burn. Something's got to get out of the way. Something has to be put on the altar to burn. Because he wants what you want. He wants you to have the desire of your heart more than you want it. Amen? But he knows that you're going to value and steward it really well when it actually, hey, come on. Something's got to go. I believe something's got to go in most of our lives here this morning. Can I say that? Do you mind standing up? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Something's got to go. Someone say something's got to go. See, see, give him the twigs and then you can throw the logs on. Give him a twig first and you'll see what happens with it. And then you'll be happy to throw a log on. Man, you may as well have this too. Yeah, have this one. Amen. And you know what happens when he has that one, those bigger ones, or those ones that you think are bigger. Sometimes the smaller one is the biggest thing that you're stumbling over. Or what you think is small is what you're stumbling over. Amen. 
Hallelujah. But sometimes you find that's the thing. That's, that's the thing that's stumbling. There's stumbling blocks we want to get rid of. We want to move. Because he wants to come more than you want it. Want him to. Amen. Hallelujah. So, Father, we just thank you for this word, Lord. Why don't you just lift your hands up towards the Lord? Amen. Just lift your hands up towards God. Bring something to the altar this morning. Just just open your heart and just, I mean, I don't know, maybe it doesn't work for you lifting your hands up. Do whatever you want to do, but, but just put your heart in a yielded position to say, Lord, you can have this. <laughs> Whoa. Holy Spirit will actually show you what it is. Might be the cares that you're carrying. Do you really think you're going to do anything with it? Or, or, or you can help it by caring and worrying about it, by being anxious about it? Do you really think that's going to shift this thing? No. Give way to his ability. Give way to his might. Let him seize you with power. Waiting on the Lord. He'll give you the answer. It's a lot simpler than what you think. Hallelujah. So, Father, we bring our twigs to the altar this morning to give you something to burn, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Come alongside us, Holy Spirit, and show us what we need to forsake and give us the grace that accompanies our yes. Your ability, Father, in Jesus' name. Guess who's going to burn it, guys? Not you. Guess who's going to deal with it? Not you. He just wants you to give it over. Just give it over. Amen? Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Casting all our cares upon you, Lord, for we know that you care for us affectionately and watchfully. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God.